Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Yeah, sure, old time hockey. Like it is sure. Yeah, yeah. Hello, Boston Bruins fans. I'm Kurt Schmid, and you're listening to Believe in Boston Bruins on the Believe Podcast Network. We believe in Boston Bruins. Do you believe? On this week's episode, the Bees lock up Oscar Steen for two years and a look at the playoff race. If you enjoyed this show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Well, the Bruins locked up Oscar Steen for another two years. Yep, the the center signed a two-year one-way contract extension that carries a contract cap of $800,000. Now, Oscar Steen had some playing time in 19 appearances with the Boston Bruins where he scored two goals and four assists. So he played well, but the thing is, you know, he didn't really get a chance to he really didn't get a lot of ice time because the Bruins right now have too many forwards. And and right now the team is just, you know, the team's playing well and maybe and right now they don't really need Oscar Steen in the lineup. So, you know, he's back down in he's back down in Providence and you know, where he's played well. I mean, he's played well in Providence where he's had 15 goals and 16 assists in 41 games. And you know, the thing is, everybody is talking about how the young kids aren't getting a chance. Well, the young kids aren't going to get a chance if, you know, the team is playing well. And right now, this lineup is playing well. I mean, the same could go for Jack Stanika. I mean, the Bruins um, still need to sign Jack Stanika. Does he resign or does he just say, you know what? I don't want to resign. I want to go try. I want to go somewhere else because I'm not getting I'm not getting the playing time. And everybody has been talking about how Stanika is a great, you know, would is going to be a great addition to the Bruins for for their future. Well, the thing is, if the kid doesn't get enough playing time in Boston and basically is, you know, sitting in the sitting in the AHL, especially in Providence, you know, you know, he's not going to get the chance. You know, everybody has said that the Bruins don't like younger players. Well. You got to figure they do like younger players. I mean, look what happened with Pasta. Look at look at Trent Frederick right now. Look at look at Jeremy Swayman. You know, those guys are playing. Oh, it's just a matter of, you know, are is Oscar Steen good enough? Is Jack Stanika good enough? I mean, we're still waiting to see what's going on with John Beecher. You know, ever since John Beecher was chosen, you know, was drafted, everybody was comparing him to, you know, he plays in the style of Patrice Bergeron. You know, and he's been playing the past couple of years with the University of Michigan. Michigan college season's over, so we're all just waiting, you know, to see what's going to happen with him. I mean, he hasn't signed. He hasn't signed yet. So there's a lot of, you know, a lot of people talk about, you know, that, you know, that there aren't a lot of prospects in, you know, out there with the Boston Bruins. You know, because they gave up all these picks for Lindholm. 
and now people are, people were bitching as soon as they as soon as the trade came through. People were bitching about oh we don't have any prospects. Those are some pretty decent prospects right there. Stanika and Steen are still decent prospects. It's just a matter of them getting a chance to play and prove themselves on in Boston. They've proven themselves down in Providence. They just need to prove themselves in in you know up and up with the big club, but. There's not enough room. There's not enough, you know, there's not a roster spot available for them. I mean, you could dump, you know, maybe a Forbert or somebody, you know, somebody else, you know, but right now you don't want to, you don't want to screw up what's going on. This team has been, has played well for the past four months. You know, a little bumps in the road here and there, you know, a little, you know, a little bump in the road on Sunday against Washington, but still, you know, these guys need, you know, we don't know what the, we know what they can do at the collegiate level. We know what these guys can do at the AHL level. But the problem is that there's not enough roster spots to give these guys any, any look. And when they are, and when they do get recalled, a lot of these guys don't get the playing time. They're stuck on the third or fourth line. You know, maybe, maybe play them on a top, you know, if, if Bergeron go gets injured, how about putting Jack Stanika on the number one line and center, have him center DeBrusque and Marshawn? It's not going to hurt. And plus, you're going to get a chance to see what this kid could do with two with two NHL you know NHL stars. Same goes you know same goes for John Beecher. You know we know what he could we know what he's capable of in college. You know what's going to you know, we don't know. We we still don't know what he's going to do, you know, at the NHL level. I mean, he could be a complete bust. Now, the Bruins also went out and signed a, a kid from the university or from Ohio State by the name of uh, Gorgi Merkulov. I think that's his name. I don't know. May, ho- hopefully, we'll, we'll know, you know, we'll know more about this kid and how to pronounce his name. Um, he signed a three-year entry-level contract. Now he's 21 years old, and he led Ohio State with 20 goals in this past season. Now, the kid is only a freshman. All right, he's a freshman, and this is this is what bothers me. I'm going to get off the Boston Bruins a little bit, but you know there you do have some of these kids that get drafted or sign as free agents. Mainly, they they play one year of college hockey. They have a standout year, and then they go out and play in the pros. I'm like, this kid should have at least stayed in college for at least another another year or two. Because, you know, just by playing one year in college, I don't... I mean, I see this kid not even playing for the ball. I don't even think this kid plays in Boston. I don't see him playing in Boston. I don't even see... I, I just... I see him playing in Providence. Now, he's 21. He signed a three-year entry-level contract beginning next season. With a cap hit of nine 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 hundred twenty five thousand. All right, now he's five foot eleven, one hundred eighty one pounds. You know, paired appeared in thirty six games in with Ohio State. He scored twenty goals, fourteen assists. So, I mean, he's not bad. He wasn't draft. I mean, he he basically wasn't drafted by the Bruins. I mean, he played. He played two seasons in the uh, USHL with the Youngstown Phantoms. Um, 
and had 20 goals and 53 assists and 73 in with 73 points. So right now he's going to be playing in Providence, so he's going to be able to be in there for their playoff run. Um and possibly and the playoffs. So it's going to be interesting to see how this signing is cuz I really don't I mean they didn't draft the kid. I mean a lot of a lot of times you know you do have you do find that one player where that you sign, you know, that college player that you sign and you know, he turns out to be great. So who knows what this kid could do? I mean nobody nobody drafted him. I don't I don't think anybody drafted him. I mean, I'll I'll look it up. I don't think he was drafted. I think he was just a a complete, you know, a complete you know signing. But you know, do I think that this kid, you know, do I think that this kid could possibly make the Bruins roster? I don't know. I really don't know if he could or not. Um. You know, the other thing is that. You know, a lot of these college, a lot of these college kids who don't get drafted, you know, end up, you know, like uh, there's the kid from UMass, I forget his name, but he just recently he was he had a really great season. I believe he was one of the Hobie Baker finalists, or he could have won the Hope. I don't know. I I just kind of lost track a little bit after UConn got eliminated, but um, I did watch a little bit of the Frozen Four. I'll tell you right now. Um, but that kid signed with the Rangers. He was invited. I mean, he wasn't drafted by the Rangers. He basically was invited to their prospect camp, was invited to camp, and then went back to school, finished out, and then, you know, ended up signing with the Rangers this p- couple weeks ago. So, you know, who knows where these college kids, you know, end up. I mean, and to be completely honest, I would actually go with a college player then go with a kid who's playing Canadian juniors because those those college kids are playing are, are you know there's a lot of people out there that's there that are knocking college have been knocking college hockey all along you know they've been on you know saying well you know college players aren't really that good they're not as good as Canadian junior kids well kids coming out of Canadian junior half of the time they just wind up playing in the in the AHL I mean you know, yeah, you do have, you know, some of those other kids like, you know, Bergeron and, you know, McDavid. A lot of those other kids were coming out of there. But a lot of major, majority of your, your NHLers are now starting to go the college route. Yeah, they're playing one, two, or three years. I mean, a lot of them aren't going, aren't finishing college. There are quite a few that don't even, that don't even like finish college. They're out within two or three years. And then they'll go back and get their degree you know, work on their degree on uh, work on their degree online and finish graduating while they're playing in the pros. So, but it's going to be interesting to see, you know, um, something about this kid. You know, was it a good signing? You know, I mean, I know that they didn't draft him. I don't think. Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't even drafted. Yeah, he, he doesn't look like. I mean, I'm looking at the kid's stats and everything else, and it looks like. He wasn't even drafted, so the Bruins may have may have may have actually found something. But all right, the kid I was thinking about from um, from Providence or from uh, UMass 
was a kid by the name of Bobby Trevino or whatever from UMass, and he went and signed with the Rangers. So that's the kid, and he's going to be playing with the Hartford Wolf. So basically, he was assigned to the Wolf Pack for right now. But to be honest, I think this I think this signing could work. We'll just have to see what happens. You know how the kid plays with the remainder of the remainder of the season uh, with the Providence Bruins. So, you know, it's it's going to be probably going to be a decent signing. I mean, the kid left college at a, you know, left college to, you know, to me, he left college too soon. He should have stuck around at least for another two or three years. You know, not, 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 not on an education standpoint, but as a building standpoint. I mean, the kid hasn't even been here in the United States. So, you know, and then, of course, we got John Beecher, who I talked about a little bit. You know, Beecher was a first round pick. Everybody was talking about how he could he plays like Patrice Bergeron. He's possibly Bergeron's replacement. And you know, we're just waiting to see what this kid, you know, does he spend another season, you know, we know that his college we know that his college career is over. We we you know, we think we we know that it's over. I believe it's over. I believe he played at least 3 or 4 years at it. Three or four years there, he missed. He missed part of the season due to you know COVID. He had some COVID stuff. He also had some injuries in there. So maybe he's got one more year of eligibility. I don't know. So, but yeah, John Beecher. You know they're talking about John Beecher possibly being Patrice Bergeron's replacement. Now speaking of Bergeron, Bergeron's a free agent, and I'm surprised that they haven't locked him up. Now, is he waiting until July 1st to resign? This way he gets an idea of what's out there. Is he planning on retiring at the end of the year? I mean, we don't know what's going on with him. You know, what, you know, is it like once the B season is over, is he going to sign? Is he going to is he going to announce that he's going to look somewhere else? I mean, you got to realize that his former his former agent is now the general manager of the Montreal Canadiens. So does he go to Montreal? You know, you know, is he waiting, you know, up until July 1st to, you know, do something? So we haven't really heard much on him. So he's up in the air. And that brings up Brad Marchand. Now, Brad Marchand has another, I believe he has another three years left on his contract. And is, he, you know, what what is he going to do? You know, does Bergeron go retire? Does he go and resign somewhere else? And what does Marshawn do? You know, does he say, you know what? You know what? Patrice Patrice moved on, retired. I'm going to retire too. Or does he pull a, you know, you know, it's it's almost like a a Tom Brady run, you know, in a Gronk thing where he go, you know, where you know, Brady signed with Tampa, where did Gronk go? Gronk signed with Tampa. You know, it could be the same thing. You know, Bergeron could go sign with the Canadians, and Marchand could say, "You know what, Bruins, trade me to trade me right f- freaking now to Montreal, so I can still play with my friend, you know, my line, my my line mate." So that's going to be an interesting thing, a turn of events. You know, we still don't know about. I mean, basically, that top line is it won't exist if that were to happen, because we all know Jake DeBrusque you know, has put in his request for for trade, and that never happened. That never happened. 
And the thing is, Jake DeBrusque is like with these with Bergeron and Marshawn, he's cruising right now. I mean, he's all of a sudden you stick him on the top line, he's going nuts. And maybe maybe if they would have did this whole entire, you know, changing the lines a lot early in their season, he probably would have would have decided to stick around. Maybe he has a change of heart over the summer. I don't know. I mean, he he's had a career. I mean, his career high goals. He had 27 goals in 2018-2019. I mean, this year has had its ups and downs, but you know what? He's cruising right now. He is he's he's basically on fire. I mean, I mean, he's got he's got 10 points in 7 games. I mean, it's unbelievable. You know, so what's going to happen with I mean, the reason why he picked up his he picked up his you know, he picked up his game is because he's playing with Marshawn and Bergeron. And he's not sitting there on the third or fourth line, you know, getting third or fourth line minutes. And you know, what's going to happen with him? You know, is is he finally, you know, is he going to like, you know, this summer, is he going to say, you know what, I don't want to be traded? But then he looks like a complete idiot. You know, then again, maybe, maybe, maybe Sweeney and, and Cassidy saw, see something in this kid. Saw something, you know, his lack of work ethic earlier in the season but you put him on a, on the number one line and is and he's been you know basically lights out since then. But the big question is, you know, what's going to happen with him? I mean, he's they they resigned him, they resigned him prior to the to the trade deadline, which what I thought was that they maybe they had a deal in place somewhere, but they didn't have any type of a deal in place. Maybe they did and it fell apart, but. You know, what's, you know, are they going to, you know, are they waiting until, are they waiting until the trade, de- are they waiting until draft day to trade them? You know, are they going to trade them at some point next season? Are they going to wait and trade them, you know, next, I mean, he could be sitting there for another, another season. He could be sitting there for at least, you know, halfway through next season before he, he his trade, his, um his trade request goes through. But, you know, who knows what they're, what the Bruins are thinking right now. But they wouldn't, they really don't need to, to think about anything. They don't need to think about prospects. They don't need to, I mean, they really, they, they do need to think about prospects. But, you know, right now this team is full, this team is going full speed. I mean, they beat Tampa. They go out and they beat Tampa. But then they, but then they, kind of lay an egg against Washington, you know, you know. Allmark still, I mean, right now Allmark is my number going into the playoffs. You know, Allmark is my number one guy because I have a feeling that Stadnika, not Stadnika, um, Swayman is gonna end up, you know, having an awful, awful game. So I give, I give Allmark, you know, the number one nod going, going, moving forward. You know, and he had a great he had a great game against the Capitals. Unfortunately, they 
they set to settle for a four two loss. And if the injuries don't have the injuries right now don't help the team. You know, you know, those injuries really don't help. Um, you know, Allmark had a six game winning streak going into this game. It that came to an end, you know, and you know, just because the team loses one game, they usually bounce back and they'll win the next couple of games. You know, they'll I mean, the important game, the important uh, right now it's important that they that they put together another good lose winning streak and the Tampa Bay Lightning go on a little bit of a um have a little bit of a lo- losing streak cuz right now the Bruins are only one point behind the Tampa Bay Lightning for that third spot in the Atlantic Division. Now they're five points out of the second spot, which is held by Toronto. Now Toronto, I mean, I don't think that they're going to catch Toronto, but I have a feeling, you know, they need they really need to catch, you know, really need to catch Tampa Bay. I mean, they're a point out. Saturday, I mean, Friday night's game really helped them a lot, but the loss at Washington didn't. All right, so they got to get back. They got to get back on track tonight against the St. Louis Blues. Hopefully, they will, and we'll see what. You know, we only we got like two weeks left in the season, or th- I believe it's no, I believe it's yeah, two two weeks left in the season. I believe, um, yeah, there's like two weeks left in the season, and um, yeah, there's like two weeks, right? It's got to be two. No, one week. Yeah, no, two weeks. There's two weeks left. Because they're at St. Louis tonight, uh, Ottawa on Thursday, Pittsburgh on Saturday, uh, and then St. Louis, Pittsburgh, and then the Rangers, and then, okay, just by looking at it. Yeah, they have about two weeks left. They end the season on the 29th against the Toronto Maple Leafs, so... There's still chance. I mean, there's still a chance that they could catch, you know, Tampa. They don't play Tampa anymore, but they do. They do have a tough schedule in front of them. I mean, they do have a a game a setup with the New York Rangers on the 23rd, um, and that's going to be a tough game. They also play against um, the Florida Panthers, who are a big surprise this season. I'm surprised that that they're even, you know, that they're at the t- first place in the in the division so you know the Rangers game is going to be a tough one that's a three o'clock start that's at home and that's going to be a tough one and then they follow it up with another uh, traveling to Montreal Montreal the next day and then of course Florida and then they have Buffalo and then they have a Toronto now it would be nice if that Toronto game there was something second place was on the line but I have a feeling that's not going to happen I I really don't. I have a feeling that they're going to settle for a third place or a or a playoff spot or a um, wild card spot. And you know they got to really they're you know you got to hope that they can go out and they can at least get a couple of wins here. And Tampa has a couple of losses because it doesn't really look like Tampa is gonna is gonna go for the three peat here. I think they're gonna be they are going to be you know. They're they're an average team right now. And it's the and it's their neighbors to the south that are, are the team to beat. 
along with a neighbor to the way up in the north in Carolina. Those are the two teams I think are going to be in the conference fi- Eastern Conference Finals. As far as the Western Conference goes, um, I would have to say, co- I mean, Colorado. Co- I mean, Colorado's playing good in the re- regular season. I don't know what's going to happen during the postseason. You know, what's going to happen in the playoffs? You know, you got Calgary in there. You have Edmonton in there. You have Minnesota. You have St. Louis. You know, you know the two wild cards right now are. Could possibly be Vegas, Dallas, and Nashville. You know, maybe even throw, you could probably throw, you know, Winnipeg in there. But, you know, it's going to be interesting two weeks to see where the Bruins officially finish the playoffs. They really have to get back on a winning track here after losing the, after losing in Washington on Sunday. And it all starts tonight. I mean, they have three home games this week. St. Louis tonight. Ottawa on Thursday and Pittsburgh on on Saturday, and then a couple two day, two days off, and then St. Louis and Pittsburgh again, followed by the Rangers. Let's just hope that they can get some players back because Lindholm was injured, um, Pasta's been injured, so let's let's just hope that those guys can come back and they're a hundred percent. And we don't lose any any other players prior to the play, you know, down the stretch here or for the playoffs. Now the Providence Bruins, their playoff race right now, they're right now they're sitting in third place in the Atlantic Division. Now the AHL does something different, unlike the NHL, who goes by points. The age the AHL goes by winning percentage, and right now they're sitting in that third spot in the Atlantic Division. Um, they haven't clinched yet. The only teams that have clinched in in the AHL are the Charlotte Checkers, the Utica Comets, Chicago Wolves, Manitoba Moose, Stockton Heat, and the Pacific. I mean, the Pacific teams have already been locked up. All of the Pacific Division teams have been locked up there. So you have Stockton, Ontario, uh, Colorado, Abbotsford, Bakersfield, and Henderson. So all those guys are locked up, but nobody... Nobody has locked up, really locked up anything in the Atlantic Division or the Northeast Division as far as like the conference goes. So, but there's a good chance that some of those younger players, like I talked about, like Oscar Steen, um, this new kid, um, Jack Stanika, of course, you know, the new kid that they signed, um, Merkolov, Merkolov. You know, or and maybe maybe even John Beecher could possibly be in there. I don't know. I have no, I haven't heard a damn thing about what John Beecher's doing. Is he go? Does he have, still have a year left of eligibility because he sat out a lot of times? I don't know. But right now, it's going to be interesting time for the Boston Bruins organization. The Bruins look like the B. The Bruins look like that they have a lock on the, you know, at least a wild card. They're in the playoffs. It's just. A matter of you know where they're going to finish. Same goes for the Providence Bruins. I mean, right now it looks like they're a lock, and where are they going to finish? So it's going to be an interesting April May. Hopefully, you know, going into June, we'll be able to follow along with the um, Boston Bruins and the Providence Bruins. I think it would be awesome if both of both teams had a decent playoff run. And I'm going to say this right now is. A lot of you really need to pay attention to what's going down, going, you know, what's happening down in Providence. You know, 
those are your future guys. And I know a lot of you are like saying, well, we don't have any, you know, we don't have any prospects in Providence. I'm like, yes, you do. You have a ton of prospects down there. You have Stanika. Okay. You have Stanika. You have, you have Oscar Steen. You have all these guys down there. You know, you have Oscar, you know, you have an Oscar Steen. You have, um, you know, you have, um, Aslin, Jacob Lauco, you know, um, you know, Cameron Hughes, Jesper Froden or Frodeen, who who they who they brought in. You know, um, Tyler Lewington, who's who's in down there. He's a but he's also a free agent, so we really don't know where he's going to end up. But there, you know, there's a whole bunch of a bunch of kids down there that could possibly be here for the Boston Bruins. And, you know, for people to say that there's no real prospects down there, just wait and see. You know, we don't know who's coming on. I mean, two or three years from now, there's going to be a a whole group of college kids coming in here. And and they're going to be fun to watch. But, you know, pay attention, you know, you know, and if you get a chance, you know, if if you get a chance, you know, those of you in the Massachusetts area, run on down to catch a Providence Bruins game, you know, or. You know, even if the even if the main Mariners come down to play in Worcester, go to Worcester and catch a game. You know, go watch some of those prospects because, you know, if you pay attention like I do, you know, go go watch some of these AHL games. Heck, if you live in the Boston area or if you live near a college where where there's a Bruins player playing, then go watch go watch him. Cuz college hockey's college hockey's fun to watch. You know, go watch a process. You know, go watch some of these kids that the Bruins drafted who are playing for BC or BU. I mean, the kid that, um, you know, these college isn't. You know, you know, don't knock college hockey players. They're really, really good. These guys are really good. Like Mark McLaughlin. You know, Mark McLaughlin played his played his college hockey at BC. He's a he's a mass hole. You know he's from North Bill Ricca, so you know he's he's. I mean, he scored a goal in his first NHL game. Not a lot of guys go out and do that. But I have a feeling that this that this guy might actually might could actually work out too. You know, maybe they sign a couple of other college players. You know, fresh out. Of, you know, not even draft. You know, college free agents. You know, that's not a bad thing either. You know, I don't want to hear about. You know, well, where are we going to, we traded all of our prospects for, for a defenseman. Yeah. You traded your top. Yeah. Yeah. You traded your, your picks. A lot of your, you traded a majority of your picks for a top four defenseman that you needed. Okay. And, you know, if you could fill the roster with, you know, college kid, you know, college kids coming up, you know, that actually have a chance, then I say, do it. Don't. You know, don't waste, I mean, especially like if you see a kid, you know, playing college, you know, if you see a kid in playing for UConn or UMass and he's playing and he's playing pretty well and he looks and he looks like he, you know, follows the Bruins mold, you take him, you know, you, you give him a contract, let him play in Providence for a few years, you know, see how he develops. Because to be honest, I think that college players develop better 
than Canadian juniors. Unless you're a unless you're a stud like like a um like a like a Sidney Crosby or a Connor McDavid, you know, Patrice Bergeron, unless you're somebody like that, yeah. Cuz a majority of these co- college kids are are making up part of, are making up a good part of the NHL now. Because there's a lot of a lot of schools out there that are, are developing hockey programs. You know, not a lot of college players came out of University of Connecticut. I mean, I believe the first one was Todd Krieger, and he played it for the Hartford Whalers. He went on to have a decent NHL career. You know, now a bunch of them are popping up all over the place. And the th- the other thing about, you know, some, some of these college kids, you know, it, the point is, I, you know, this kid... Um, Merkalov. Merkalov. I'm going to call him Merkalov, I think. But he came from Russia. He came from Russia. All right? A lot of play, you know, a lot of college, some of the college players are coming over from Europe. And some of them are previously drafted, already drafted, too. Now, one player I forgot I overlooked here and I and I can't believe I overlooked Fabian Lysel. Um, who's playing for the Washington? Or playing for the Vancouver Giants right now, and he's—I mean, I don't know if his season is over yet, but um, but he's been playing quite well. I don't know what his plans are or what the Bruins' plans are for him. Um, I really don't know what his plans are as far as you know as far as like the end of the season or anything. Um, I know that they're still playing. They're still playing. I believe that they're still playing. They're playing. Um, I believe tomorrow night they're playing against the Seattle Thunderbirds and they're also playing against the, um, I believe they're also playing against um, the Kelowna Rockets on Friday night. So I have a feeling, you know, that their season's not done yet, and we may not even see Fabian Lysel yet. We we may not see him for the rest of the season. So, but Fabian Lysel this season in fifty games has scored twenty one goals, thirty nine assists, and sixteen point and sixty points. Now he's a right winger, and I was thinking about this a couple of days ago. While I was watch, I was actually watching the Providence Bruins game uh, in Bridgeport on Friday night, and I was thinking to myself, you know, where where does Fabian Lysel fall right now? You know, is he going to be, you know, you know, is he going to be a Boston Bruin next year or a Providence Bruins next year? Now the thing is, you know, there's not like I said before, there isn't a lot in the on the roster. There, there really isn't a lot, you know, there's not a r- enough room on the r- roster. So there's a good possibility that maybe he stays another year in Vancouver. Does he make the jump and play for the Providence Bruins next year? Or does, you know, if they move, if they happen to move Jake DeBrusque in the offseason, maybe there's a chance for Lysel to move into um, get a roster spot. Now that, that means that you have that, 
right wing, that right side open on that first line. And I think Fabian Lysel would do great with Bergeron and Marchand. Well, that's if Patrice Bergeron is still here. Because we still don't know. He's a free agent coming up. So we really don't know. And if he leaves, does that mean Marchand follows suit? So, you know, everything is up in the air. It's going to be interesting to see what this kid does. Does he stick around, you know, for at least another season with Vancouver? Does he come to Providence and then come to Boston? So we'll just have to wait and see. This show is available on all your favorite streaming platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. And if you're interested in advertising on this show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. Have a great week and go Bruins. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.